All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Let's giddy up. We are back for the first time in a couple of weeks. We are live on the Oilers Nation YouTube. This is Oilers Nation Every Day, which over the course of the last month or so has turned into Oilers Nation every couple of weeks. But this is a big day. This is a big day for a handful of reasons inside the Sports Closet Studio, because for the first time since early July, Liam and I are back together. Liam, hello. We're not in the same room. No, you you didn't come in today, Tyler. I'm but you're in the you're in the under construction studio, which I was going to tell you, and then I ran out of time because I had a million things. I was even like, "Hey, don't go live from the new studio yet. I want to debut it when we get back to doing this every day in October." But we're giving people a sneak peek. That's fine. Where was I supposed to go? <laughs> Anywhere else? I thought we were doing the shows from home today. Honestly. Oh well. Ah, no break. spoilers. This isn't the real. This is. This isn't the real studio. It looks good. I do like it. I mean, you could have turned the light above you on the halo light. It's on the ceiling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It would have been good. Can't you do no it from your phone? Things? I don't know if I can do it. I'm sure, considering I'm like 35 minutes away, I'm out of Bluetooth range, but I'll give it a try. Ready? Did it turn oh, on? No, no it's not. <laughs> that would have been hilarious, though. Uh, all right. Anyways, welcome into the show. We are live from the Sports Closet Studio. And as always, we will have a Sherwood Ford giant offseason question of the day coming up in just a little bit. Over on the YouTube, Wise Kyle is in. He says, we need the youth movement to come into the bottom six. Holloway, Lavois, Savoy, Borgo, and Petrov need to compete against Ryan Pedersen, Suter, and if PTO'd Sam Gagne, we'll talk about that a little bit. I got a piece up at OilersNation.com right now that is going to talk a little bit about that. Who we can expect to drive the bottom six for the Oilers. That's going to be the topic of our giant offseason question as well. Uh, Rusty is in and says, we're back, baby. School is back in session, so I'll be back in the chat for the live shows. Let's go. Tristan's in. We're back and better than ever. Not quite. Not quite. I will admit this is still very much right off. These are right off shows, Liam. Our studio's not set up. We have basically no production value. We're losing using last year's intro. The show really gets back going on October 2nd, which is when season two of this program will officially kick off. Until then, we're just doing this to fill our days. We are we're, we're doing it, yeah, to get those paychecks at the end of the month, Tyler. This is part of the requirement of our contracts, and we're doing it. We're doing it for Rusty, to be honest, mm-hmm. at this point. Uh, the chat is the chat is bumping. I see Sergeant Battles in there, Bag Milks in there as well, confirming to everyone that those are real bricks behind mm-hmm. Liam. 
We took roughly, what would that be? Two inches of square footage off that room that we were in last year just to lay real bricks and stack them up. Yeah, and these bricks are actually from the outside of the building as well. So we're missing just a corner of dog patch at the moment. So if anyone knows where we can get more bricks from, just let us know. Little brick, too small. Too small. Yeah, um, we needed bigger bricks. So little brick was unfortunately uh, not an option. We do have a very fun big list coming up on today's show as well. So I think that is going to be very good. Um, we have a little bit of Oilers stuff to talk about. But before we go any further, let's get into the Star Mechanical News Desk, Liam. And how about this for news? Star Mechanical is the sponsor of the Oilers Nation Open. And if you're listening or watching along on this program and you're like, damn, I want to get into the Oilers Nation Open presented by Star Mechanical in support of Gregor's grads. How can I? The answer is you can't. It's sold out. Mosaic teams sold out. All the teams of four for the tournament sold out. There's one way you can get in. So I did lie. You can bid to golf with either Liam and I or... Jay and Chalmers. The bidding for that closes this Friday at one o'clock mountain. How can you bid? Email Tyler at OilersNation.com. Here's what the bids are currently at. And Liam, I don't think you've been updated on this. You and I are at 1200 bucks. Oh, giddy up. We are leading the charge. We're leading the charge. We're at 1200 bucks. Chalmers and Jay are at 1100. Bid increments need to go up by 50 bucks. All the proceeds from this auction, obviously, going to Gregor's grads. He does some fantastic stuff there. Um, so, yeah, giddy up. 1200 bucks. If you want to golf with Liam and I, it's going to be 1250. If you want to golf with Jay and Chalmers, your bid's got to be 1150. Email me, Tyler at OilersNation.com. That is the only way to get into the tournament. Liam, you were gone to Europe for three weeks. So, I'm assuming you didn't golf at all? No. However, I have mm-hmm. been to the driving range the last two nights. Okay, I was so, just going to say, I was going to do like a Dr. Uremchuk prescription. I'm prescribing you three to four more range sessions in the next 10 days here. Yeah, I got a, I got a round book for Saturday. Okay. So that'll be good. And then you'll be in the clear. All I need is two range sessions and one, one actual golf, maybe. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The wood, I would say the five wood is coming in strong. Well, I was going to say, what's what's the spot you're bringing the most value? For me, my driver's been wonky this year, but I'm, I've am i been tight around the greens. I think I bring some value to the team around the greens and my seven iron strong. So from about 150 to 155 out, I'm dialed. Where What parts of your game are you dialed in at? Hmm. I might. Well, you, you saw my drive. My drive is consistently decent. I can I can typically get to the 200 marker on my drive. So that's good. Um, the five wood, I will admit has, has come a long way, Tyler, since you entertained me with okay. that. Why don't you try that one? Even a little dink shot close to the green. That's I've been practicing that a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Um, putting is poor. I will admit the okay. putting is poor. But so when you go to the range, you got to hit the practice green a little bit. No, no practice greens. So yeah, I'll have to do that one. Great we're strategy. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to do that one. We're actually out. practice when we're playing. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, trying to think what else I wanted to get to from the golf tournament. The guy who's currently the leading bidder for us, who shall remain nameless in this process, he did DM me that he was at the range the other day. Oh, Him and his friend who will be golfing with us if they win the auction. Uh, they're, they're getting dialed in. So I, I like our chances. We're not going to set a very high goal because I don't, I don't think we're going to have that great of a round, but we're going to try to beat Jay and Chalmers and whoever they're golfing with. So uh, find out more about that. September 1st, the Oilers Nation Golf Tournament or the annual Oilers Nation Open out at Millwood's Golf Course, brought to you by Star Mechanical. The Star Mechanical News Desk, Liam, number one, the number one bullet. If Wanye's there, I'm sure he'll want to chime in because I heard he was oh, sitting I'm sorry. in the Are you going to talk to me? I've been sitting here for two full <laughs> off-seasons, and you haven't even mentioned I'm here. I demand an introduction. Wanye, Sam Gagne, still not officially signed to a PTO. Well, in my heart, he's been here the entire time. All right. Uh, other items on the news desk. I just, I, I actually like the idea of making Wanye our Sam Gagne reporter. Like, oh, you, can come on, you can come on every show and let us know if Sam Gagne signed a PTO yet. Sam Gagne Sam the other day got a birdie playing golf in Ontario and he couldn't be more than seven years old and he got a two. Wow. That is the Sam Gagne report. <laughs> um, has he been hanging out with the Oilers anymore? Any more pics of him with Connor and Leon? Well, he was, that was in Vegas at Connor's tournament, right? The MGM tournament, the par three oh, thing. I did not see that. And he was there tucked away in the corner. Yeah. Oh, and we are, we're choosing to read a lot into that as a group. Really? It is, it is interesting. 
It kind of reminds me a little bit of when Pierre-Luc Dubois was like, I'm only playing for Montreal and hung out with all the Montreal Canadians then went to LA and now you'd never see anything about it. It's a <laughs> yeah. similar situation. If there's an intent to have Sam Gagne join the organization after his career, to offer him a PTO at this point, and if he doesn't make the team, just say, do you yep. want to be the yeah, practice something. coach? You get a whistle and let's get going on the next mm-hmm. act of your career. Deal done. How old is he? 33? Uh, yeah, he's older than that now because he was drafted in 07, right? 07. Yeah, 07. So 34. Yeah, around there. 34, uh, 35. In NHL years, because we hustled him into the league, yeah. we had him playing for the others an hour Confirm after he was drafted. 34. Yeah. Mm. So he's like 34 going on 43. Well, I'd rather have Sam Gagne play late into the preseason and Luke Esposito. So hey, you've no. always been very anti Luke Esposito. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The chat has named the uh, the segment Wanye on Gagne. Yeah, there it is. Oh, that's a good hey, one. chat. Yeah. I don't need to remind everybody the offer of a PTO that we brought someone into last year that we needn't even discuss because <laughs> he's such a pile of waste. But if we could bring in Sam Gagne, he's the best. Why did it not go well? Did last year's PTOs not work out too well? Uh, speaking of PTOs, going inside of that one guy. <laughs> Going back to the Star Mechanical News Desk, Alex Chase on the PTO King has himself a PTO. Gregor reporting he signed a PTO with the Bruins. I have no idea if it was confirmed by the team, but if Gregor says it, good enough for me and the Boston Bruins, again, sticking with the Star Mechanical News Desk, they're just trying to replace David Krejci. I got a funky feeling that Alex Chason won't be able to do that, Liam. Uh, but Boston's in a world of hurt, and Krejci retires. This is in the time from our last show two weeks ago. They've now lost their two best centermen from last year, and they didn't do anything to replace them. So I look at a Bruins team, and again, before the chat makes any jokes, I'm well aware of my past with this Boston Bruins team and giving my professional opinion on how I think they're doing heading into a season. But they're going to go into next year with Charlie Coyle and Pavel Zaka as their one and two centermen, and like Morgan Geeky or Patrick Brown as their three and four Cs. It's really ugly in Boston. I don't I don't think they're going to be a 100-point team again next year. Oh, no, I don't think so either. And I, I think it's... Is it probably fair to assume that Olmark takes a step back too? Like, he's never really had a season like that before too, right? So you would imagine he regresses a little bit. You lose your two biggest leaders. It's just... It's basically Brad Marchand's the last one remaining. I guess you got Milan Lucci. Oh, he's back Milan with Lucci. one kilometer left on the engine. <laughs> He'll be great. David Pasternak's good. Yeah, Pasternak too. But I was just yeah. thinking like those old Bruins from yeah. the team, right? Like the air is kind of dying out now. And especially in that Atlantic division, like the Buffalo Sabres are coming. Like that that division is getting a lot, lot better. So Boston, I, there's no way they win that division. I'd actually be... And Thomas su- PTO? <laughs> he might still be around. Put the old band back together. That's what I say. I'd be surprised if they finish as a top three team in that division. I think I would be too. I think they can make the first of the wild card, but Liam, this just really surprised me. I don't know why it surprised me, but I wouldn't have guessed this. How old do you think Brad Marchand is? Um, 35, uh, 35. Wow. You knew that? I thought he was like 29 or 30. He is 35. Good job. I, yeah, well, he's been, he was the young buck in 2011 head scout. I guess that's 13 years ago. Hey, I would have, uh, yeah, I guess, I don't know, I would have thought 31, 32. With the 2011, it was 13 years ago. No, it was Him being younger than Sam Gagne is a little bit of a shocker in my brain. Right? Right? Doesn't make a ton of sense to me either. Uh, yeah, their blue line doesn't look good. The one thing I'll give Liam on my counterpoint to the Linus Allmark thing is they do also have Jeremy Swayman, right? They have a really good two-goalie system. Yeah. So betting on one of those guys to be good enough to carry the load next year isn't a terrible bet at all. Plus Tim Thomas. Plus Tim Thomas, yes. Do they not have to like move on from a goalie though to maybe bring in a sentiment? Like I feel like that would be with that biggest asset, right? Is hey, we have a number one goalie. We want a sentiment. The trade is one for one. Yeah, it could be. Like, I don't know. I think I'd rather have Swayman and Omak, which sounds crazy considering Omak won the Vesna. Let's let's fire up the trade machine really quick then. Ooh. Let's take a look at the Bruins, what they need. They need a centerman. They have a surplus between the pipes, and some money would have to go the other way for them to address that centerman need. Mm-hmm. A, team that has, a team that has a centerman is the Winnipeg Jets. 
Mark Scheifele, pending UFA. They also have Connor Hellebuck, who's a pending UFA, who it's not expected he's going to sign back there. So if you're the Jets, who says no? Or what piece do you have to add from Boston if the framework of the deal is Swayman and Scheifele? Who says no? Well, like you got to add there. Boston's got to throw in something else. They can't trade their first round pick in 2025. They don't have one in 2024. So they don't have a first or second round pick until 2026. Their best prospect when it comes to forwards or D-men would be um, John Beecher, I guess. So no real prospects there. So like, I, I don't even know how Boston can address this problem, right? Like Swayman's not enough to probably get that deal done. Probably need to add something else. I don't know who they add as the problem. So like they're, they're in a world of hurt. They might have to trade somebody else to get those picks to then attach something to trade to get a sentiment. Yeah, maybe, maybe, or yeah, maybe it's a deal where like, cause they do have a good amount of defensemen. Like I'm looking at their decor, like McAvoy, Lindholm, Carlo, Grizzlick, Forbert, Zaboral, Shattenkirk. They got Ian Mitchell, who I think can be a seven in the league local guy. Um, they have kind of like eight D men. Maybe if you could get a second round pick for someone, I don't know if Matt Grizzlick gets, he probably gets you a second, right? Someone like, like that. If you can get yeah. a second round pick for one of them, attach that pick with Swayman. Maybe you get yourself a Mark Shifley. But even then, I, I don't know if the value is really lining up with all of that. The Jets are probably wanting to add a first round pick at some point here. So the point is the Boston Bruins are in a world of hurt. Um, yeah, that just that doesn't look like a excuse me, a forward group capable of making the playoffs, Liam. No, it really doesn't. Because you're banking on like Trent Frederick to have another good season too. Is he capable of that? We don't really know yet. It does look like a very average team with a David Pasternak splashed in there, to be honest. But the blue line is very good. The blue line is very good. And maybe they just squeak through with some 3-1 empty net wins throughout the season. And that's how they become a legit team again. But this team is obviously significantly worse than they were last year, which is also crazy to think how much worse this team got after losing two players who are like 37 years old. Bunch of you in the chat. I see uh, Genesis popped in with this. I think uh, Rusty said it too. B-Max is in. Sabres are going to look dangerous. Sergeant Battle. Sabres are my East team this year. I'm here for Buffalo. The Sabres, like, if you gave me, if if the bet was even money on Betway, Who's going to finish with more points, Sabres or Bruins? Sabres. I think a lot of people would say Sabres. And I know the Sabres have kind of become that team where like every single offseason, they're the, oh, look out for the Sabres. And last year, we kind of did this song and dance too, but they only missed the playoffs by a couple of points last year. I think people kind of forget what a big step forward they had. They short up the blue line. Young players are a bit more experienced. The goaltending would scare me a bit, but... Man, Buffalo might be really good next year. Yeah, I think the goaltending is just going to be the biggest question mark if Devin Levi can kind of be that guy on a consistent basis and go from there. But, I mean, it makes sense for the Buffalo to finally take that step. I just hope they don't do what Ottawa did, where they, you know, they're all hyped up. But you look at the team, like Jeff Skinner has actually been really good for the past two seasons. He's not quite $9 million, but he's pretty close. Alex Tuck has been great since they added him. Tage Thompson was the biggest surprise of the season and Dylan Cousins slowly just gets better every single year. And then you have Rasmus Darlene and Owen Power on the blue line. Like, they're pretty legit. Like, I know Frank's on the rundown. They could be the favorites in the East the year after. I think that might be a bit crazy to assume so soon, but I don't think they're too far away from being in that group of legit. They just have to prove themselves, similar to what the Oilers had to do. Uh, Aaron, can we like flip back and forth between the Sabres and Bruins here? I just want to do like a little comparison of like, okay, Van Riemsdyk, Zaka, Pasternak, and compare that to the Sabres top line. Which one of those two units are you taking? Uh, Buffalo. Okay. Second line, you got Cousins, JJ Paterka, Casey Middlestat, slash Jack Quinn when he's healthy, coiled the brusque Marchand. Okay. Maybe the Bruins there because Marchand's better than anyone else the Sabres have there, but I take Cousins over Coil eight days of the week if there were eight. I, I, yeah, I would have Marshawn and DeBrusque if I was making like a combined team and then Cousins as my center. Yeah. So, I mean, you give the edge to the Bruins there. Then it's Geeky, someone I've never heard of on the left side, and Trent Frederick. Yeah. Sabres, Krebs, Olafson, Greenway. I think I take that third line of Buffalo. I would give the upside to Buffalo on that one. 
And then fourth line, you got Yost, Okpozo, Gergensens, couple of good vets on the wing, Boquist, Greer, Lucic. I think I'm taking the Sabres in three of these four line combos. Yeah. Yeah. The fourth line is a bit of a wash in a way, but the the upside's there with the fourth line on Buffalo rather than a, a Milan Lucic, unfortunately. He might be past his days. Although being in Boston might resurge him a little bit. He was past his days when he signed to a seven year deal. <laughs> yeah. That was 12 years ago. <laughs> it's only got it does, more. Yeah. It does feel like the Lucic contract was like a decade ago and it like literally just expired this summer. Pietro esque. And I think he's still getting paid pretty good from the Islanders. He out that contract outlived the owner who signed it for the Islanders. Ooh, it outlived the arena. <laughs> yeah, it outlived a lot of things there. Um, all right, moving along on the news desk. The point of this segment was that the Boston Bruins are hurting. You know what's not hurting, Liam? Uh, no. Brandon Hagel's wallet. There you go. There's I the T up for my joke. Uh, no, Brandon Hagel seen here. Good Mournville, Alberta boy. Good. That's you do the Don Cherry impression. Good Mournville boy. Uh, he signs a, multiple millions. He signs just a huge ticket. $6.5 million per year on a long-term deal. And I saw people on Twitter going, oh, Tampa Bay just gets another bargain contract because of the no state income tax. What a problem. Good. Brandon Hagel's very good, and he's 24 years old. Yeah, 6.5 million is market value for Brandon Hagel. The Lightning did not get a deal here. If you're Brandon Hagel, it's also very easy to sign a contract that gets you like a guaranteed 40 or $50 million dollars and you get to live in Tampa and like maybe win a cup in the next couple of years. But the idea that this is some sort of like insane underpay because of the no state income tax thing in Florida is a bit of a reach. It's a huge reach. It is incorrect. Brandon Hagel had 64 points and 30 goals last season. Like he's at, he's a very good player. Yep. And if the cap does go up one day in the NHL, maybe in 20, 30 years, something like that, they, um, they're going to have a deal with him there. But it, it, there is that stigma around Tampa Bay, isn't there? It's like yeah. as soon as they sign someone, it's kind of like when the New England Patriots draft a quarterback outside from like the third round onwards. Like, oh, Tom Brady's here. And he's like, no, like it's just, it's just a good the new guy. Is Bailey Bay. Zappi in New England, by the way. Yes. Yeah, I leave the Patriots out of this, Aaron. I don't care. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's a good deal. I think Hagel will be fine. He's going to have to back it up, though, now. Yeah, like you look at the deals they have, like the Kucherov deal, 9.5. Okay, he signed that three years ago, man. The cap picture was very different three years ago. That's not like that insane. Uh, Braden Point getting 9.5. That makes sense. Stamkos, eight and a half. Again, at the time, you know, maybe Toronto would have had to pay a lot more. Sure, but that that was, I don't see a ton of like huge underpays on a lot of these guys. And some people really like to, to make that leap. Uh, Brandon Hagel will be, Back with a Lightning team that has Josh Archibald. Oh. Did you know the Tampa Bay Lightning signed him to a two-year deal and gave him a no-trade clause? That seems like an overpay. Gave him a no-trade clause? Is a 15-team no-trade list for the two-year deal. Who would want Josh Archibald? (laughs) No-trade clause. Hopefully. No kidding. That guy. Two years? One way? I would imagine even Josh Archibald didn't really give a shit about getting a no trade clause. So it was probably something his agent called him like, Hey man, Tampa Bay offered you two years, 800 K and Archibald's like sick. And his agents like all, you know, getting all giddy. He's like, and you, you won't believe this, Josh, I got you that no trade clause. And Archibald's like fucking all right. They'll put me on. <laughs> That's why I earned my 92% commission on your deal. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so anyways, Josh Archibald's a Tampa Bay lightning. I don't even know when that signing happened. I'm going to actually click cause I'm interested in finding out. You think he was a July one signing? Uh, no, because they had they had other things to deal with. I bet he was. They <laughs> signed him on day one. My goodness gracious! <laughs> well, we got our guy. <laughs> we got our guy. War room. We got our guy. Hey, Two years of Josh Archibald hockey will solve this. Hey, Bolts fans! I know we lost Alex Cologne. He was a big fan favorite here, <laughs> yeah. and everyone loved him. But we got we got his replacement. Stevie Y dipped. Archibald Josh did not Archibald. dip. <laughs> he dopped. Oh, no. Uh, Josh Archibald, no trade clause. That makes just really not a ton of sense, but all right. How many games did he play last year? How many games did Josh Archibald play in the he NHL? I, I thought he was playing like the Red Faloons or the KHL at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I honestly didn't know. Josh. Oh, he, 
He played 62 games last year for the Penguins, scored six goals. Do you think he's first ballot Hall of Fame, Liam? <laughs> I mean, only players. So political, <laughs> right? Yeah. Joke. Too many teams. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I really want to crack some jokes, but we're just not, we're not going to do that. Uh, we're not going to do that today. Dr. Gonzo says Archibald has dirt on the GM for show. For show. Maybe for show. Um, Genesis says no trade clause means nothing anymore. So many ways to get around them. I actually think it's interesting. I don't know how many players really know how to properly like weaponize their no trade clauses and like taking Archibald out of this, obviously, because it doesn't apply. Whenever you see something where there's a player making like 7 million bucks and the team's trying to move them, whatever, and they have a 10 team, no trade list. It would be very easy. You just go look at cap friendly and be like, which teams can afford me these 10. I'm not accepting a trade there. And then like, you're probably good. (laughs) Who's a bigger signing for Florida, Messi or Josh Archibald? (laughs) I would love to look at the economic impact. We need yeah, someone Archibald, less than 800 grand a year. <laughs> no, they're not even getting their return on investment. Yeah. Um, so there you go. That's your star mechanical news desk, star mechanical Edmonton's number one plumbing and heating company and proud sponsors of the Oilers nation open. If you need 24 seven emergency service, you give them a ring 780-481-8873. Looking forward to seeing some good star mechanical employees out at our golf tournament on September 1st in Mill woods. Hopefully, there's some people watching the show who are also in the tournament. Our boy Brad Bay is a mosaic golfer, Liam. I thought you'd like to know that. That is uh, that is good to know. Is there anybody else signed up? Let us know in the chat if you're playing in the golf tournament. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's all. End the show. Just wrap it up. Uh, it's been 25 minutes. I've got nothing else. I put a shirtless photo of Gene Principe up on Instagram if anyone would like to see a zoomed-in chest shot. Yeah, he did I'm a half marathon. Oilers.com. Well, he ran a half marathon. He's a boss. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. Good for Gino, man. He's Looking in fighting good. shape, too. Like, real good. Mm-hmm. Um, what's next on our list here, Liam? I'm very rusty when it comes to doing these shows. Yes, the giant off-season question brought to you by Sherwood oh. Ford the Giant and their fantastic mobile service center. When I was gone on vacation, I got an oil change done on the nation truck. It just stayed parked in the driveway or stayed parked outside the office. Sherwood Ford pulled up. They changed out the oil. I don't know how that works. I can't do it myself. They do it for you. They'll come to your place of work. One of the many benefits of going to Sherwood Ford the Giant for your next vehicle. Uh, the question today, Liam, inspired by the article I got up, you can read it right now at OilersNation.com. Which bottom six forwards can provide the biggest spark for the Oilers next season? I'm going to throw something your way, Liam, and I want you to tell me. Give me a percent. I want you to give me a percentage chance that this happens. McLeod and Fogel combined for 20 goals next year or 40 goals next year, 40 goals between the two of them. Um, 40, 40% chance that happens. Okay. So last year they only combined for 24, but neither of them were able to play a full season. If you prorate their goals to an 82 game season, it actually works out to about 32. And that's including the fact that neither of them had particularly strong shooting percentages. So I, 
actually don't know if it's that big of a reach for a handful of reasons. One, I think Ryan McLeod's got to start shooting the puck more. He was 11th on the Oilers in terms of forwards when it comes to shots per 60. That dude gets a lot of chances. I actually went and looked at like the scoring chance metrics for these two guys as well. At five on five, Warren Fogle was third on the Oilers in individual scoring chances per 60 minutes. Like they both got Fogle got a lot of good looks. McLeod creates a lot of good looks, just doesn't shoot the puck. If they get a bit of a tick up in their shooting percentage, they play 82 games. I'd go higher than you. I think it's maybe around a 60% chance. I think the realistic goal for them is 35. If the Oilers can, can get 35 goals combined out of Fogle and McLeod, I think you're probably really happy with the third line production next year. Yeah, I was kind of thinking between 30 and 35 would be my target for the two of them to combine with. Like you say, like, you know, they didn't play a lot of games. It's kind of the issue with McLeod, right? He seems to miss games every so often too. So yeah. I just need, I need them to be healthy before I can put the bank on them. So you're not going to bang that gavel and call it a lock? No. Thank you, Liam. Uh, let's check in on what the chat is saying. Why is Kyle saying over 40? BMAX says McLeod's good for 20. Uh, Rusty says combined for 40. Ooh, that's a fun thought. I think they can hit it. Genesis says, I love it, but I don't think McLeod is going to see his output go up. I mean, if he would have played 82 games, he scored at a 16 goal pace. McLeod's only 23 years old. Like there are a handful of reasons to expect that. He's got more offense in him. There, there's got to be a bit more ceiling here. I don't think McLeod has hit his max output or his whatever max effectiveness as an NHLer. I think there's room there for a big tick up. I think it could even be something where like McLeod's at 22, 23 next year and Fogel's at 17, 18, and they're getting right around that 40 goal mark. 35 plus is not an insane expectation on those two combined. No, I don't think so. And I think if they're going to come close to it, the 40 goal mark, I think only one of them would get 20. I don't think they would both hit 20 goals. Yeah, I think it'll be like one of them's at 22 or 23 and the other one's at 17. People bring it up or bring it up in the chat. Genesis, Fogel's going to learn how to break away. That's why I brought up that stat of like individual scoring chances per 60. He gets a ton of them, man. Mm-hmm. Like at some point, it is a little bit of just luck. I know people would love stone hands, no finish, whatever. I don't view Warren Fogel that way. I give him a ton of credit for generating the scoring chances that he does. He does a lot I, with limited ice time he's given. I really Yeah. So I, I think again, if you're if the question for sure forward is which bottom sixers can provide the biggest spark, I think it's clearly McLeod and Fogel. They're probably gonna get the most ice time. It probably won't be a lot, like Wanya just said. Like Jay Woodcroft kind of likes his top six to play 40 minutes a night, and that means there's only 20 for the other two lines. But I think if any duo can change that, it'll be McLeod and Fogel. After the two of them, Liam, who else would maybe be on your short list of guys who can spark this offense? Um, and the bottom six. I mean, Yammar kind of had his moments throughout the year, didn't he? Where he just he shows up in, in good moments for the team. I think we saw a really good Matias Yammar in game one against LA in, in the first round, and he just got hurt, yep. unfortunately, and then never really got the momentum back of the again. So just outside of those two. I will say, yeah, Mark, I think another question I have, Tyler, do you think every forward on this team can score 10 plus goals again? So let's just say 12. I think, I think Devin Shaw was the only one who didn't. Yeah. Can the Oilers get 12 forwards to the 10 goal mark? Hmm. I mean, he's like, all time record since 1931 with the Montreal Wanderers. They did it last year. They did? Yeah. Yeah, they did it last year. I think four teams did it last year. Take that, Wanderers. Take that, Wanderers. <laughs> Arena burned down in 1903. I think the 4C spot, Liam, would be the question mark for me. Mm. You know, like, who's going to be playing there? Is it Jaden Gruby? Is it Lane Peterson? Are they going 11 and 7 a lot of nights again? Like, I just, I kind of look at, I think every forward on this list, except for Lane Peterson or whoever's in that 4C spot, will hit the mark. The other side of it, too, would be, I wouldn't be surprised if someone like Derek Ryan does it in 60 games, right? And maybe Dylan Holloway only plays 60 games and he does it. And maybe there's a replacement forward in there, like a Raphael Lavoie or something, who, again, only plays 60 games because they're coming up and down for injuries, but manages to pop home 10 goals. Yeah, I think I, I think that's the only question mark for me as well as the, the 4C. Yeah. Uh, Genesis says DR10 will be in it. Dr. Gonzo thinks Evander Kane's going to score 50. I, oof, yeah. Oof. I, I would 
I would be doubtful on that. I'm not making a cat food bet about it, but I'd be doubtful on it. Um, what about Lavoie and Holloway? Is there one of those two, Liam, that you think has a better chance of making an impact next season? For me, it feels like the shine's almost a little bit off with some people when it comes to uh, when it comes to Dylan Holloway, just because, again, last year didn't go great. We've now seen him at the NHL level. He didn't hit the 40 goal or 40 point mark like some of us thought he would last season. So maybe the shine's off him a little bit and he's on the left side. I think there's room for Lavoie to move up a lot quicker on the right side. We had this big debate on Oilers Nation Radio on Friday. If you uh, haven't listened to that yet, you should go do it. Um, but is there one of those two that you're a little bit more excited for this year? I, I am excited for, for Holloway. The shine hasn't really left for me. I think he's still the other's best prospect by a country mile, to be honest. I think this is the year for him to thrive, especially knowing the experience he had last season as well. Like you yeah. should be able to take that and run with it a little bit. So unfortunately he went to Bakersfield and got hurt. But when he did play in Bakersfield, he was pretty good and was able to score goals. So I, I think Holloway can score 15 goals this season. I think Lavois is such an intriguing player because we all thought he was kind of done, to be honest, at the start of yeah. last season. He couldn't find any consistency in his game. Then all of a sudden, he just found it all. So if he's able to bring that confidence into the league, then yes, I think that's, he could have a very positive year. But if he starts the year kind of down, similar to what Holloway kind of did last year, right? Like he made that bad pass against Vancouver that led to a goal. He got blown up against the Buffalo Sabres thanks to Warren Fogel. And then he just never really got back on the tracks for him. I think if Lavoie is able to chip in here and there, just not even goals, just like positive performances early, then should be okay. But I'll stick with Holloway. Dave Lunn is in and says, if Holloway doesn't break out this year, he's part of a trade deadline package. I think you could honestly probably say the same about War, um, oh, Warren Fogel. I mean, Warren Fogel potentially, yeah, but Philip Broberg too. I think Holloway and Broberg are at very similar spots in their tenure with the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, Dave Lund says, "Man, or Holloway is as shiny as a Manchester autumn day. Liam, does that make sense? A Manchester autumn day. Well, it just rains in Manchester. So would it be shiny then if everything's rained on? Could be after once the sun is glossing in three. I suppose we could go with that one. I just don't know if that was a dig on Holloway or if that was a compliment. I don't know what an autumn Manchester day is like. What? Ah, there's <laughs> our player card for Dylan Holloway and how we graded him last year. We gave him an A in Bakersfield because he scored seven goals in 12 games with the Condors last year when he was healthy. Like when he went down there, he was really good. Uh, chance of returning, you can bump that up to 100 now. If he didn't get traded early in the offseason as part of a Travis Konechny trade, wasn't going to get moved. So yeah, Holloway, 100% chance of returning now. Um, 100% chance of being on the team. I think it's probably close, right? Like I, I really can't see them sending him back down to Bakersfield. I think it's one of those things where you're, you're probably committed to keeping him up with the big club, right? Um, he yeah. is, he can go through waivers. So yeah, Sorry, he can <laughs> bypass waivers. He doesn't need waivers to go down is what I'm trying to say. I don't think they'll send him down. I think maybe if they run into like the cap problem, he'll be the guy that gets put on sent down when really yeah. just ends. Uh, some other coaches will see him going to Bakersfield. I think they yeah. wanted him around last year. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Like he was up and he was starting in the top six on opening night. So um, Christopher Palmer says, don't measure everything in goals and assists. Yeah. I mean, if you want to talk about the success of the third line last year with both, Fogel and McLeod on the ice at five on five. The Oilers outshot the opposition like 164 to 160. It was basically dead even. And the goals were 10-10. If your third line is breaking even on this Oilers team, you're happy with it. Like it's not a failure by any stretch, but I'm just trying to take this in a way of like, can the Oilers get more dangerous next year? And I think the path to them being a more dangerous team and the path to them winning the division, winning the conference, winning the president's trophy, Probably a lot of it is centered around having a bottom six that's going to win you more games than it did last year. Not just break even, but win you more games. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Unfortunately, you have to measure everything in goals and assists. It's the biggest and most important stat in hockey, yep. in sports, to be honest. Like, you don't want to have a Yessi Pugliavi situation where we're all like, oh, well, he's so good on the boards. Like, look at him in the neutral zone. It's like, yeah, but he hasn't scored in 80 games. Like, you need them to be productive on a, on a consistent basis. But yeah, as long as they can be positive every night and have, a, you know, a goal here and there, then I think they'll be fine. I, I do think those three guys, if it's Holloway, McLeod, and Fogel, then they'll be able to score more consistently anyway. Uh, off the 
bat, we had Wise Kyle who topped in and he rattled off the names of Borgo, Savoy, um, Petrov, Tulio. I would be real surprised if any of those four got an NHL regular season game this year. Borgo, maybe if they get hammered by injuries, but I think with the depth you've built in, Drake Kajula, Lane Peterson, maybe one of these PTO guys hit as well. James Hamblin still in the organization. I think when you kind of go through that list, those are your injury replacements. I think all of those four young guys, again, that wise Kyle rattled off, I don't think any of them are coming up. I think those four guys sound great in the Bakersfield condos top six next season. And I think the Oilers, in the last few years, have been very reluctant to call up young guys and put them in a situation they're probably not prepared for, right? Like, you look at the last few years, like we've seen Brad Malone on this team just as much as we've seen Dylan Holloway on this team pretty much getting called up. So I, I think that's just what the Oilers do. They'd rather keep the young guys in Bakersfield as long as they can. And then just bring up these guys like a like a Kajula, like you said, that can come up and played in the league before, and you know he knows what to expect. Last year, the Edmonton Oilers averaged three point nine six goals for per game. That was the highest in the NHL by a pretty significant margin. 0.29 goals per game separated them from the second place Boston Bruins. Liam, do the Oilers or can the Oilers hit four goals per game this year? That was asked of us in the chat. Um, yeah, I would say. Yes, I don't think there's as many passengers on this team in the forward group as there was last year. You got to think like there was large portions of the season where Fogel basically wasn't scoring until the second half of the year. Yamamoto struggled massively. Yes, Puyavi struggled, and you've essentially replaced Yamamoto and Puyavi with a healthy Evander Kane and Connor Brown. So I, I think yeah, I think they could crack the four the four goals per game mark. You know how many teams have done that? I just Googled the answer. So I know the answer. Another instance where I'm trying to just put you on the spot. How many many teams this century, since the year 2000, how many teams have averaged more than four goals in a season? Mm, I will say three. I'm going to say four. The answer is one. Oh, Oh. what year was it? It wasn't us. (laughs) It was the Florida Panthers in 2021-22. Oh, interesting. And the second best team in terms of goals for per game in the last 22 years of NHL hockey was last year's Edmonton Oilers. Wow. Scoring's up. Scoring's up. And again, we're talking about a bottom six that could still improve next year, which is crazy, right? Like, again, so much of that production was on the historic power play, and we don't take anything away because of that. But to illustrate, this team could get better next year, which would be insane. Could be the second team in the last 20 years to hit the four goal per game mark. Um, there you go. That is our short for giant offseason question of the day. Which bottom six forwards can provide the biggest spark for the Oilers? I think we agree. Tier one, McLeod and Fogel. Tier two, Holloway Lavoie. Tier three, the Vets, Ryan Yanmark. Yeah, I think that's probably a fair, fair way to rank them. There you go. Uh, let's get to our big list today. It is brought to you by Cornerstone Insurance, cornerstoneins.ca. They are your spot. Did you know they insure the nation truck? When I'm cruising around, I know I'm safe because Cornerstone Insurance has my back, Liam. Mm-hmm. I did know that, yes. Yeah, I'm you sure if your oil changes, you got it all set up in that truck, Tyler. I know, yeah. The sponsors of this show really come through for me. Uh, if you want some insurance through Cornerstone for whatever you need, home, auto, residential, they got it all. You can head to their website and since you're a nation citizen, ask them about getting a cool discount. What's the worst they're going to say? No. True. I have a funny feeling they'd say yes. Uh, all right, Liam, I don't know if you saw this. It uh, hit the internet the other day. It was mildly disgusting, I would say. But <laughs> Ego launched their own brand of booze. It is called Brunch in a Jar. Aaron has a photo of it for those of you watching on YouTube. It is waffle and cream flavored liqueur. They call it sip and cream. I will admit the presentation of this is not bad. Very nice. The, the idea of it, I think I can almost get behind. Maybe a little cinnamony. It's got like the Bailey's kind of cream feel to it. They somehow added waffle flavoring. Are you in or out on this? Uh, I am out. I just think the idea of having a bacon strip in my margarita in the morning doesn't sound amazing. And a little waffle on the side. I don't the know. Egg, the ego on the side of the drink there, that actually looks pretty cool. What, if you ask me. What after, whatever happened to a nice mimosa on a Saturday morning? <laughs> ask uh, me, yeah. Ramchick. Ask me. 
<laughs> what do you think, Wanya? I think this is a great idea. If I'm on day three of a bender, you want me to eat food? Are you kidding me? What I need is food flavored booze. And this exactly meets my requirements. Say you've been playing blackjack on Fremont Street at nine mm. in the morning. You're just going to go to an all you can eat buffet and ruin a $300 buzz? No. Sure. We have this. <laughs> uh, let's see what the chat's saying. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Enigmatic said, nasty, I'm out. Um, D White says, I would be okay with it. Lance is in. Sergeant Battle is Chalm out on that. Mm-hmm. Um, Nuge Lover says, Dunkin' Donuts has their own alcoholic coffee drinks now too. Um, Liam, that brings us to our big list for today. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to get answers from the chat on this one. I'm worried other companies are going to see this and be like, damn, you know what? We could launch our own booze and be successful with it. And that scares me. So our big list today Five companies you want to stay away from the booze game. This is like a warning to these companies. If you do it, we will be angry and no one will buy your product. Liam, you have a list ready. I have a list ready, correct? We are prepared for this one, Tyler. I will say when you sent the text last night telling us the topic of the list, I thought to myself, this is ridiculous. I have no idea what he is talking about. I was very And I started doing it. I'm like, there's so many companies that I hope never get into this game. So I, I picked my best five. Okay. Uh, I think I'm going first, just looking at the little preview window down there. Uh, So my number one, this one is simple, but I think it could get some backlash. So I put it low on the list. I'm going with Doritos. I -hmm. think booze and cheese flavoring when they're separate can be enjoyed together, right? You have a nice cheese platter and a glass of wine, things like that. I then thought about a Doritos flavored vodka and instantly wanted to vomit. So Doritos is number one on my list. Yeah, I think that's a good one. I think it's, uh, I think it could work in some ways, but they would get too crazy with it. So I think in that regard, they should just not enter the game at all. See, I completely disagreed, and I thought Doritos would be a great, great type of booze. And I think of like if you crushed up Doritos and did like the rimming, like a Caesar. Yeah. I think that could be a good touch if it was Cool Ranch Doritos specifically. <laughs> I don't know, Sweet Chili Heat. Would work with booze, but mm. I'm okay to try out Cool Ranch. Rimming. Lance, I'm laughing at Lance's comment. Lance says bear paint. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah, sure. Genesis says McDonald's needs to stay away. Nova says Arby's is the first thing that came to mind. Arby's does have a type of booze. Oh, no. Google it if you want. Liam, what's number one on your list? Number one on my list, Tim Hortons. I just can't imagine that would ever be good. Also, it's a breakfast place and you shouldn't be drinking early in the morning. It might That's just encourage too many things. What if things. it's late from the night before? That you shouldn't be drinking. You shouldn't be drinking at 24 Tim hours. Orleans. Tim's 24 So, And I just, again, similar to Doritos, I just wonder how crazy they would get. Am I going to order a beer and next thing you go, I got a little chocolate around the rim or something like that? It's not for me. I'm out on Tim Horton's alcohol. I think Tim Hortons doing a type of booze that is inspired by their donuts actually might not be that bad. A Boston cream flavored Tim Hortons liqueur. No, no, I'm, I'm out. I'm Tom out. I, think, okay. I could be, I could be in on that. The, the goal of this segment is to find one company where Aaron's like, yeah, I won't drink booze. They make. <laughs> I think I got a couple. I, I got a couple honorable mentions for after. Okay. Uh, number two on my list, Aaron, flash it up. Tied. Uh, <laughs> don't just don't. I think the aromas may be nice, but in terms of actually drinking it, we're not drinking booze that is flavored like um, dish soap or laundry detergent. Tide is my number two. Liam, what do you got? Finally, a Tide pod you can drink. Yeah, see, I thought well, the idea of putting a shot in a Tide pod that that might actually that might get some traction somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, okay, I can see that, but just not flavored like Tide, I think would be where I where I draw the line. The technology, sure, but eh. I think this is a, a good one to have on the list, Tyler, for the idea of poison. Yeah. Uh, don't want no on that. So, yeah, Aaron, I forgot what my other one is, so if you want to... Fly, Wonder Bread. Now... Okay, how, go. You go. This just feels like it would be very bland, and there wouldn't be a lot of flavor to it. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm out on Wonder Bread. And again, do I have to spread a little bit of butter on my alcohol to get something out of it? You know, I, I don't want that. So no Wonder Bread for me. Uh the the way the my pushback here is 
<laughs> beer is basically just a, a loaf of bread in a can. So I would maybe trust a bread company to do it. That's fair. But it's similar good. ingredients. <laughs> similar ingredients, but just don't tell me it's Did Wonder Bread. Don't tell me it's Wonder Bread. All right. Number three on my list, Aaron. Craft dinner. <laughs> Very similar to Doritos. Um, I just think of artificial cheese flavoring and booze not mixing well together in anything. Cheese flavored beer. Disgusting. Cheese flavored vodka. Disgusting. Cheese flavored whiskey, wine. Go down the list. It all sounds generally terrible to have craft dinner flavored. So they uh, they go right smack dab in the middle at number three on my list. Oh, Sergeant Paddle is in. And he wants the craft brand to totally stay away. Craft Ranch was his answer. Good answer. Um, so there's my number three, Liam. Okay. Yeah. I I have nothing to add. I would also not eat craft dinner alcohol. Thank you. Uh, I'll drink. Sorry. I would eat it. Although I do have a slight dairy allergy, so I probably shouldn't eat it. Uh, number three on my list, Aaron. Sage essential oils. <laughs> now. <laughs> How do you even know what that is? <laughs> I feel like, again. They just have a, a, a variety of flavors and not ones I would like to have in my alcohol, like a, a relaxing flavor. And it's just like this weird aromas. I have it in my house. It smells nice. Wouldn't drink it. What if they were like alcohol infused scents where, you know, maybe there was a way. What show is that from? I think it's a Parks and Rec show where they're all uh, they're all just huffing like the alcohol aroma and getting drunk off of that. Or maybe it's the league. It's one of those two. Um, but decent answer, Liam. Uh, Aaron, my number four is Highliner fish products. Um, I love the Captain Highliner jerseys from the New York Islanders. But in terms of fish flavored anything, this goes along the lines of craft dinner. There is nothing that could be made good that involves alcohol and fish flavoring. So Highliner fish food is uh, my number four. Liam, what do you got? Um, yep, I agree with that one. Nestle is no, one. you're way off here. Think, talk me through it, but I'm probably going to push back. I looked through the products Nestle has, there is endless. I don't coffee I've been on the website exactly. I would never drink a coffee beer. You no. would drink a coffee liqueur though. That uh, no, I would not. Martini, no, 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 no. They make no, chocolate no, 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 no. products, chocolate booze is good. No, it's not. No, it is not. None of this is good. I was reading through the list and I thought, I don't want a Milky Bar beer. I don't want an Aero beer. There's the coffee, like you said. There was just a, a wide variety. And I thought I would not have any of these in any kind of liquor. I don't know if you heard me off the top, Tyler, when we were talking about the Egos with the, the bacon yeah. stuff in there. I said, whatever happened to a good old mimosa? Why would I want a Nestle coffee alcoholic liqueur to start my Sunday morning? So I'm Are out. Are you a on caveman? This. Can nothing evolve? No, nothing can evolve. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with being simple. A little mimosa to kickstart the weekend is a nice way to get going. Uh, chat's pushing back against you a little bit on this one, and I got to stand with them. Um, all right, Liam, my number one answer. I think 13 of you have made the joke in the chat already. Imes is uh, my number five. It could extend to pretty much any cat food brand. I'm out on it. The rest of you sickos might be in on it. Not me. Leave me out of that round of shots. Cat food flavored booze is my uh, is at the top of my list. Liam, that's pretty self explanatory. Yep. Yeah. There's not really any explanation needed for that one. Aaron, throw up the clip. Of Tyler in the Calgary, the Calgary Flames. The Calgary Flames should not make any kind mm. of liquor or anything. It would just taste like Disgusting. crumbling buildings yeah. and endless failure. Yeah. So Calgary Flames. What would they drink it out of? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Calgary Flames are my top spot there. Just. You know what? You start drinking it halfway through and then you just leave and go to Columbus for eight years. <laughs> ah, that is a good way to end it, Liam. That is a good way to end it, sir. There's our big list for today brought to you by Cornerstone Insurance. Five companies we want to stay out of the booze game. Uh, let's wrap up the show with a little betting talk, Liam. The Toronto Blue Jays are in action tonight. They are trying to, well, really just survive a big series against the Baltimore Orioles at this point. Um, they're trying to keep or stay in the mix for a playoff spot as well. The Jays, uh, underdogs, but barely. They're even money on the money line. You say Kikuchi versus Grayson Rodriguez. 
Yusei Kikuchi has been the best pitcher in the majors since the All-Star break. Mm-hmm. With that, I am backing Yusei Kikuchi. Over six and a half Ks is paying plus 115. I think that is a tremendous bet. I'm also going Bo Bichette over one and a half bases at minus 105. Those are my two favorite baseball bets tonight, Liam. Is there anything in the world of sports you are wagering on this evening? Um, Not this evening, but I did have a nice win on the weekend, Tyler, when I bet plus 220 for Sean O'Malley to win his US really? against Sterling. Yeah, I got that one. So that was a me too. That was a nice little payout for me. So that was that was a good one. And then did I hear you on the rundown say there was something on Sam Reinhardt and Connor Bedard? What was that one again? We'll talk about some NHL futures, but uh, that is one if people want to go listen to the rundown. I I gave my five favorite future bets uh with Gregor and Saravali. One of them was Bedard to outscore Reinhardt. Um Betway pre-built Jays to win Kikuchi six plus K's. So you're getting that down a notch five to one. It's I love it. That's great value. Great juice. Um, let's talk a little NHL futures though, Liam, every week when we do the show, I'll bring up a couple of different ones. There are two I like for next year and they are in the column of point total over unders on Betway for the season. The blue jackets to go over 73 and a half points. Arizona to go over 74 and a half points. I think both these teams did good things in the offseason. I think Columbus's goaltending is going to be better just because their blue line is better. And Mike Babcock should be a pretty good coach for them after a couple of years out of the league to get to 74 points. What do you need to win there? 35 games and then have four OT losses. I think they can win 35 of 82 games this year and be above 74 points. And I like the Yotes as well. I think that division is not going to be very good this year. And there'll be a chance for Arizona to start squeaking out more and more points. I like Carol Vamelka between the pipes. And at the end of the day, they were a 70-point team last year. A four mm-hmm. or five-point improvement for the Yotes is not a stretch. Arizona or Columbus? One of those two you like more? Um, Arizona, I think, would be the team I like more. That, that Metro division is just tougher than most. Yeah. I think it's fair to say. So I struggle with trying to get Columbus up the standards there. But the Central is, I feel like, more for grabs for Arizona to uh, climb up a little bit more. Plus, like, I don't know. They just the pressure doesn't seem to be on Arizona at all. They literally play in a college hockey rink. There's no pressure in that city. The people don't they'd rather have a garbage dump than the Arizona Coyotes. There is there's nothing that go, could go wrong for them at this point. So I'll say the Yotes. Uh shout out to Betway 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Speaking of going to Arizona, Liam, that is one of the nation vacations that has not been announced yet this mm. year. It's coming. It's coming. Head to nationgear.ca, though, to get in on the nation vacation to Seattle. That bad boy is happening. November 10th is when we leave. Flight leaves Friday. We get to Seattle Friday night. Saturday, game day experience. Seattle versus Edmonton at Climate Pledge Arena. A little Pacific Division battle. Sunday, we're going to Lumen Field, seeing the Seahawks take on the Commanders on Sunday. You get your tickets to the game. You get your flights from Edmonton, you get three nights in a downtown Sheraton hotel in Seattle and you get your transportation to and from the airport in Seattle. One thousand nine hundred and ninety nine bucks based on double occupancy nationgear.ca. This one is already moving. I think we're like 15 percent sold and we only announced it a few days ago. It might be up to 20 percent sold. Um, It's moving quick. So if you want to get involved on the nation vacation to Seattle, that Monday is a uh, holiday Monday as well. So you basically don't miss any work coming on this trip either, which is awesome. Don't need to burn vacation days. The first nation vacation of the year, going to Seattle, Liam. It's going to be a blast. Yeah, that'll be a really good one with the the NFL mixed in there too. We haven't really yep. done a trip like this one before. So it'll be an exciting one. Get on it while you can. Um, you are not coming on this trip because the government won't let you. The, the government will not allow me to leave the country until my residency is renewed. Yep. And I'll be going on the second trip this year. I'll be saving my pennies. Bills Mafia meets Seattle, Ty. I'll throw you. Yeah. Oh, man. If it was a Bills game there, one, I would probably die. A Seahawks fan would beat me up. Um, but I would be very excited for that. Um, anyways, trip to uh, someone was asking about the golf day in Arizona. I don't know if we're going to be able to make that work. I want Jay to make it work. I've made a request the people involved in planning these trips that we should do golf as a crew when we get to Arizona for that one in February, I think, but we haven't officially announced that one yet. So don't tell Jay, I talked about it. Um, all right, Liam. Oh, Hey, is Wanye still there? Of course. Where would I go? 
I don't know. I, I can't see you. I haven't seen your face once. I'm doing the show from home. I didn't even know you were there for the first eight minutes of the show. <laughs> Thanks for hopping on. <laughs> Do you have an honorable mention for worst brands, Wanye? Because I got one. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Sorry, Aaron. Cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they making booze? They're supposed to be burying the dead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My go-to, and I was going to say, Ty, is on your screen. Spam. Oh, <laughs> nasty. I thought oh. that would be absolutely dreadful. That is human cat food. Yeah. That is yeah, the human really cat is. food equivalent. Yep. And then I also discovered, Liam, just to help your point out, Nestle does every everything. <laughs> Who wants L'Oreal in a beer? Nobody. Oh, no, of- Liam. I right now I could rattle off ten of these companies that would make outstanding liquor. Moving out of the factory, if the tube turns left, it's chocolate. If it turns right, it's lipstick. Would be pretty good. (laughs) But there's more that you would deny than say yes to. Just in the Nest Tea area alone, a hard lemonade, a hard iced tea, hell yeah. Nestle owns Nest Tea. Okay, those ones might be okay. (laughs) Those ones might be okay. Does Nest Tea stand for Nestle Tea? Uh. Maybe. Yes. Nestle. <laughs> no, I think I'm out. I think I'm out. Delicio. Nestle. I had no idea that was Nestle, to be honest. What kind yeah, of yeah, this is a good graphic? I'll come from. Yeah. Oh, is Willy Wonka. Ralph Lauren. Well, yeah, it says they own 30% of L'Oreal. Oh, Nestle really? owns the Oompa Loompas. <laughs> How do you think they churn all this stuff out? They're not contract employees, <laughs> they own them. <laughs> Is there a new Wonka movie coming out? I saw Wanya put on our Instagram. Check out our guy. Check out our guy. Shout out him. Now we're going to get flagged. (laughs) (laughs) For what? Showing showing a hot picture of Gene Prince. What, man can't be shirtless? No, they can do whatever they want. Congrats to all the people who ran the Edmonton Marathon. That is pretty epic. Laddie Schmid ran it. He looked fighting fit. Not shirtless, but... Mm -hmm. Uh, Couple guys who play on my beer league team, Austin and Greg, also ran in it. So shout out to them; they did a good job. Not Greg, Greg just Austin. Yeah, Austin probably did better than Greg. Not Greg. Sorry, Greg. No. Mm. Uh, we learned today that Nestle makes a ton of cat food. So yeah. there you go. Uh, next week, Liam, what are we doing? Uh, I want to do a fantasy hockey preview at some point for all the for all the listeners. We'll get Brock on and just like whatever, ask him fantasy hockey questions for the season. I'm sure a bunch of you are into that. Um, other than that, I think it's just going to be same old next week. Just us chilling on a Tuesday. Shall we make an ON Everyday League? Yeah, yes, we should because I just left my fantasy league. Maybe we can do it. Maybe I'm just spitballing now, but maybe we can do like a 12 team league. But obviously, more than twelve people would want to be involved in it. But they can be on like teams, so maybe there's like a few guys you pick one team together or something. Why'd you leave your league? Drama? I don't know. No, Something to speculate. Drama? Um, I guess yes. Yeah, I feel drama vibes coming yeah. off of you. Like you said this in a way that you look sad, but mad, but also like unsure if it would stick. I hate them all. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Ooh. Um, I do like checking in. We basically only ever pay attention to the YouTube chat, but I do like once in a while seeing the random questions we get from people on Facebook. Uh, 10 minutes into the show, someone named Jackson asked, where are the coyotes going to? Ah. Um, I don't understand where that one would have uh, would have came from. Bankruptcy court, probably. Yeah, probably. Uh, and also someone said companies that they don't want to make booze, oil and gas companies. Uh, ah, yeah. So there you go. There you go. All right. Uh, Thanks, everyone who tuned in on the YouTube. Uh, Thank you to all of our sponsors of today's show. As always, we are live from the Sports Closet studio. Sportscloset.ca. Get geared up for the Blue Jays run through uh, August and September. Hop on the bandwagon. There's plenty of room. Uh Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Star Mechanical, Betway, 19+. plus. Please play responsibly. Cornerstone Insurance, the Oilers Nation Open, which is brought to you by Star Mechanical, um, and Sherwood Ford, the giant. I'm going to go hop in the nation truck and go get myself some lunch. Liam, you have a good rest of your Tuesday and we will talk to you again next week.